Alright folks, welcome to the podcast, I Don't Know How to Live. This is Tweester. And this is the Deuteronomist. And this time it looks like we're going to be talking about one of the stories that when I was a kid really kind of dazzled me the most. And it's a biblical story about Samson. Right. Yeah, who's, who's known as one of the judges who are, as far as I know, these uh, badass figures from the Bible who basically got shit done kind of in a violent way. They did some of the dirty work. At least that's my understanding. Right, so there, there are 13 judges in the book of Judges. The book gets its name from the different military leaders. Let's talk about this at the, at the top. The term judges is a bad, it's not a great term. Only one character actually does judging, and that's Deborah. All the others, think of them more as leaders. They led Israel's army. Uh, Samson is the only one I, uh, that comes to mind that I think didn't actually lead an army, ironically. I feel like he was, maybe he's you know part of the judges, but he feels like more of an executioner than a judge or a jury. Oh no, Ehud, uh, he, he actually executed somebody. So uh, he's not the only, uh, uh, yeah, Ehud, he Was stabbed. anyone on a jury? Because then we got all three. No, no, unfortunately none were on a jury that I can oh. think of off the top of my head. I think you were just judge and jury if you were a or if judge were and judge. executioner. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, there's no need for a jury here. But although we call it the book of judges, that's actually that's from the Vulgate. A bad translation. That's the word they used in the Latin. The Vul the Vulgate is the Latin Old Testament. So when they translated it, they translated it judges, but in reality the, the Hebrew word really just means leader. Or military leader, so that's okay. a better understanding. Okay, so shouldn't really be called the judges. They should just be called the leaders. Yeah, and leaders can totally pass judgment or execute. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way. You to know, think I about think it. I think that's right. It is a better word for it. And I should say this at the top too, because I've already started talking about what I do or don't know. My background is in Bible. The Old Testament is sort of hazy, or. It, I know more than the average individual. I have two masters in religion. I've studied the, the text. I've obviously read the Bible several times, but I can be wrong. I'm doing my best here. It's been a long time since I've looked at these stories in depth. So that being said, if I say anything that's wrong or say something that makes you particularly angry, I promise you can find someone to disagree with me if you look hard enough, or uh, I make mistakes because I'm human. I wouldn't worry about it too much. You know, sometimes I don't even know how to answer the question, how are you doing? And that's just about me. I am the best person you would think to ask that, that's, but someone else might even know the answer to that more than I would. I think that's the problem. You're actually trying to answer that question. That's a question you, mm -hmm. you never answer how you're doing. You're Point actually is, supposed to say like, yeah. Point is, there's always room for interpretation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, these are texts. They have to be interpreted. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go into it. Um, Samson, I'll tell you what I know about him. Actually, well, this is one of the most helpful exercises. Yeah, this yeah. is this is really helpful and oftentimes super revealing because what we think we know is not actually what happened. What I think I know is a very, or at least what I can remember well, I'm sure. I've heard the story a few times, and there's been different details thrown uh -huh. at me. But here's what actually stuck, what I think is the important stuff. Okay, tell me the important stuff. Samson, he was a big dude. He uh, was given supernatural strength by God to fight off the Philistines. He would go in and he would fight them himself. Uh, there was, I remember, a popular little story apparently about him getting captured on purpose by uh, an army of Philistines and then 
grabbing the jawbone of a donkey and beating all of them to death and going, haha, I was never really captured. Um, and then, of course, we all know about uh, Delilah, I believe it was, who mm-hmm. was a, a, a Philistine woman, I think she was, who he fell for, or at least she was associated yes, with the Philistines yeah, she was in Philistine some way. Woman, yes. Okay, who he fell for, and he was never supposed to give away his weakness, but he gave away his weakness to her. She told the army, uh, they used it against him and captured him. Uh, he was in in a Philistine temple and they kind of put him on display and they're like, hey, look at this guy that was really like messing with our army. Now look at him. He prayed to God. He was like, please, I know I messed up, but take these people down the way that you wanted me to. And God's like, well, one more chance, I guess. And he does. And he takes down the temple and just mm-hmm. demolishes everyone. I can't, I've heard a couple of ways. One, that was Delilah was in the temple, so she got crushed with everyone else, but I've also heard that she wasn't there. So like I said, here and there, the details have been kind of fuzzy, but I feel like that's the important stuff that was always thrown at me. Uh-huh. So yeah, so when everyone hears, first of all, Samson never actually let himself get captured. Okay. That's the one thing I remember you said, I was like, uh, there's a story of him get, letting himself get captured. Damn it, that was so badass too. I know, he just got angry. He got mad. Um, okay. He got mad at the, he, and he went down with a jawbone to go kill some Philistines. He does do that. I think he kills a thousand. I'm trying to remember the exact reason he got mad. I think that that is after, I'll have to double check and get back with you on that. But he gets mad. He gets upset. Think mm-hmm. of Samson as a... The Hulk. You're, no. Uh, the, Hulk, the Hulk gets angry and he gets super strong. So he gets, he's like a god Hulk. His powers always come, the spirit comes upon him, and then he does whatever it is works. So instead of Hulk smash, it's like spirit and power, but also think of him, he's the worst of the judges. Uh, the, think of it as a spiral. All 13 judges, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Samson is one of the last two judges who I would consider the ugly judges, and he really is like a spoiled brat more than anything else. Uh, there's not a lot about him that when you read his stories that are like easy to love, except for the fact that he kills lots of Philistines. So if you're very like pro-Israel and anti-Philistine, that stuff's exciting, but the rest of what he does is just kind of like scumbaggy and uh, crybaby. He sounds a lot like, when you're saying this, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're talking about modern athletes who, you know, I'm not gonna generalize all of them here, but how many times have we heard of a, a modern athlete, they get paid a shit ton of money, they do the thing with the ball better than everyone else, we all cheer them on, but if when you look behind closed doors, they're really being shitheads the rest of the time. Scandals and such, you know? Yeah, I could, I could see that, yeah. I think you can get so successful that you just start to be like, kind of like a shitty person. Yeah, like you let it get to your head, you forget where you came from, Yeah, when from, you're super strong. Also, I did double check. It's not that Samson... Okay, I was a little wrong. You were a little wrong. Samson lets himself get captured, kind of. It's a long story. He he burns down all of this Philistine village because he was going to marry this Philistine woman. And, of course, they, they didn't like the fact that he burned down all their grain and lost all their food. So the own, the Israelites come and are like, hey, we need to give you to the Philistines. And he's like, I'll let, as long as you guys don't attack me, mm-hmm. I'll let you give me over to the Philistines. So he does, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess you could say he does. You're right. He okay. lets himself get captured. It, but not like it's the Israelites who hand him over to the yeah. Philistines. He's like, I'll be your peace offering, but then I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. Okay. That's what happens. So and then that he kills him with the Philistines can't come ball. back and be like, oh, you went back on our deal. They'll be like, no, we gave him to you. You're the ones that let him get away. 
and like kill a thousand of you. Yeah. I see. Very sneaky. Yeah. Very sneaky. He is. So there's a riddle in his story. Okay. Can I read you his riddle? Yeah, read it away. All right. I want you to see if you can guess what the answer to this riddle is. Let me just read it for you. Okay. Out of the eater, there came something to eat. Out of the strong, there came something sweet. Out of the eater, there came something to eat. Mm -hmm. Out of the strong, there came something yeah. sweet. I love riddles, by the way. So this one, uh, what do you think the answer is? Um, is it bone marrow? <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, that's a great answer because the truth is this. This riddle, in my opinion, is a junk riddle. Okay. I don't know how anyone could possibly. <laughs> Ever. So I don't have to feel bad. bad. Yeah, no, you definitely shouldn't feel bad. This is a terrible riddle. This is the answer. What's uh, the answer? What's sweeter than honey? What's stronger than the lion? Sweeter than honey yeah. and stronger than a lion? Yeah, the reason he asks that riddle is because he's on his way. First of all, he comes to his parents. This is how his story starts after his birth. His birth is interesting. But Does at, he punch his way out? That would be amazing. No, it's the it's the classic. Uh, his his mother can't give birth. An angel comes to him. Uh -huh. And then well, no, it comes to the mother. And then the mother talks, tells her husband. His, his mother's unnamed, which is unfortunate. It's just Manoa's wife. But Manoa comes to Manoa, tells him about it. And he's like, hey, let me talk to the angel. And then from that point on, the angel kind of interacts with Manoa. Um, and suddenly she can conceive. And how should we raise him? We should raise him like a Nazarite. No, no drinking, long hair. Anyway. Mm. All right. As soon as he's of age, he's like, hey, I got my eye on this hot Philistine broad. Mom and dad, this is who I want to marry. Mm -hmm. So they go down to the wedding. Once they get down there, um, his father-in-law, or his father-in-law-to-be, hooks him up with 30 people to hang out with. And on the way down here, there, what you don't know is that, or what his parents don't know, what no one else knows is that Samson encountered a lion. The text says this, and I don't, I don't understand what this means. It says it, he tore the lion apart like you'd tear apart a goat. Like you tear apart a goat. Are they talking about like whenever you, I guess, whenever you kill a goat to like eat its meat? Like how you would tear it open at some point? I know. Like in the butchering process? I I assume that that's what it means. It's it's clear like they know what it means. Yeah, yeah. And maybe some biblical scholar could, knows what they mean by that. It's something like, yo, you got to get behind the shoulder and then you got to pull yeah, down yeah. or something. Either way. It's... The impressive thing is that he killed a lion and didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah, and not only did he kill a lion, he didn't like bash its head in with a rock or something that you and I would do. He like tore it. Yeah, he so he, he tear with his bare hands, he kills a lion, comes back to it later and finds its skeleton. This is where the riddle comes from. Skeleton has bees living inside of it. And there's honey there. This is wait. How long did he wait before he went back to it? And the text is a gap. Okay. I mean, it must have been a while if the meat and everything else already decomposed and like bees have already. Don't set look up. that close at the story. Okay, gotcha. It's got not. It. <laughs> if, if you start looking at gaps, we'll be here all day. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. Getting but, to the riddle. Uh, long enough for the line to decompose. That's what's important. Okay. All right. The <laughs> Samson goes to the wedding. His father-in-law hooks him up with 30 friends. All right. Right. And Samson... Nice round number. I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, good number. Well, 31's too many. 29's not enough. Right. And Samson makes a bet. He's like, look, I'm going to tell you all a riddle, and if you can't get it, you all owe me 30... Women. 
No, it's not women. It's no. far lamer than that. 30 lemon, linen robes and 30 sets of clothes. I mean, clothes That's, are cool too, I guess. Especially when you can't exactly go buy them. Yeah, back then, like, I could see how you'd need 30 I mean, you can buy them for merchants, but like, not like, clothes. oh, I go to the store. But like today, it does That's seem rather underwhelming. That sounds like a... That sounds actually like a bigger wardrobe than one would probably have back then if they weren't someone of like high stature. Definitely, but he's got thirty friends, so it's it's really just like, hey, I want a piece. <laughs> each one of you to get me an outfit. Yeah, and he says if I lose, I'll give you all thirty linen robes and thirty clothes. And he tells this riddle, and of course, the entire time he's thinking the honey in the lion that he saw. Mm -hmm. So it's like the least clever riddle ever. The riddle's so, really, it's just, it's What a was shit the riddle, riddle again then? Because now that I know that the answer is the honey. Honey, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? But wait, he said honey. No, he says, out of the eater, there came something to eat. Out of the strong, there came something sweet. Okay. And you're supposed to know that he's talking about lion and honey. That's shit. It's a terrible riddle. It's a shit riddle. So I don't... Your, your original you, your original comment, and the whole reason I'm talking about this is because you called Samson clever, and I just... I don't <laughs> think he is. I think he's just... He's more like a bully who told him a shit riddle, and they were probably all too afraid to tell him that that's bullshit, and they're not going to go through with the bet, because they're like, oh, this guy would rip us apart. Bully... Bully's not... Bully's not wrong, because what ends up yeah. happening is... He told them this riddle, and they come to his wife-to-be. you got to remember, weddings were seven days back then. So Holy shit. He comes, I know. They come back on, like, day three of the wedding, and they're like, look, if you don't get the answer to this riddle from him, we're going to burn you and your entire city alive. <laughs> now, it turns out she does burn, and so does the city later on, but it's Samson who does it. Oh, okay. Because she comes to Samson. He asked himself like, a riddle in the mirror, and then he couldn't remember the answer. <laughs> he had to burn down his own town and wife. Well, he... <laughs> He comes to her, uh -huh. or she comes to him, and she's the reason I'm saying she, too, just like Samson's mother, mm -hmm. she has no name. Why don't these women have names? Well, I, it's, it, it's because in Judges, in my opinion, part of the reason is because it's in Judges, um, how women are treated become a litmus test for Israel as a whole. So women are treated really well in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to remember their, her name. Uh, Caleb's daughter, Ak Aksa. Aksa ends up uh, being treated really well by men. She's given twice as much land as she was supposed to be given. Uh, Deborah's a judge. There's a tyrant judge, Abimelech, who ends up being killed by a woman who drops a millstone on his head. But by the end of Judges, all the women sort of like, they go unnamed, with the ex exception of uh, Delilah, who's kind of like a villain. And then mm -hmm. there's the, the infamous story about the... Uh, the concubine who it's is almost like raped he, and killed. If you started writing a story when you were in love, and then midway through she broke up with you, and you finished, <laughs> you finished writing the story, or you're like mad and bitter, and you're like, oh, and then none of them have names except for that one who's Delilah. She's a bitch. You saw what she did. Like, <laughs> yeah, there is. You know, there there, there is something kind of um, this might be dark or kind of extreme, but there's sometimes like a little revenge porny about the end of Judges. We don't have to talk about it, but it's a very dark story. Go oh, read Judges 17. You shouldn't have uh, sold it so well if you didn't want to talk about it. We definitely have to talk about it now at some point. Maybe well, not now, but when it when it makes sense. Yeah, we'll talk about it when it makes sense. It's, it's, um, it's just a very dark tale. And also, just let me have a side note real quick. I feel sometimes with discussions like these, mm -hmm. that the subtext of discussions like these is that the Bible's somehow on trial, mm -hmm. whether for its 
historical veracity or the benefit of these texts to our lives. And I just want to remind everyone that, you know, texts require interpretation. Oh, absolutely. And you can spin anything to be a positive or negative. There's a lot of negative stuff here that I won't deny. I don't treat women particularly well, um, but I think that there's a uh, theological, contextual reason for that. And uh, to be honest, if, you know, if the Bible was all the time politically correct, I don't think it would really be worth reading. Regardless, I don't think it helps either liberals or conservatives to put the Bible on trial whenever we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, come on, if there's anything that Twitter's taught us, it's that it doesn't matter what piece of media from anything that you put out there, someone's going to be like, this is bullshit, like, can you believe they did this yeah, or it, that? Yeah. And like, it just, it, it is up to interpretation, and yes, it's coming from a different time, and you know what, if everyone in the story was shiny and new, not only would it be a boring story, but it also wouldn't feel like real people, because... Every story, real yeah. story from history has a bunch of shitty people that did stuff and some good people that did stuff. And sometimes the shitty people did good things out of nowhere. And sometimes the good people did shitty things out of nowhere. So, yes, I'd rather have it this way than something that did not feel uh, like it was at least based upon real yeah. living people. I think if we were to do a modern... So if we were to do a modern updating of this story, you got to remember women were some of the most vulnerable people in society at this time. So women are often a litmus test for whether or not a society as a whole is a good in these well, stories. Well, like if, if they're doing well, society's doing well. Yeah. If they're doing shit, society's probably shit. <laughs> yeah, it morally. And, and the, the theology of a lot of these writers is, you know, God, if the society's not going well, God's going to, like, not bless them. And regardless of whether or not this is true, this is the, the idea behind um, the, the author, or not the author, but the redactor or the editor of these texts. Okay. Um, he's trying to communicate that if when society's not going well, God will punish them with years of war, and then when think people are doing the right sorts of things, especially when the judges are doing the right sorts of things, God will reward them with peace. Okay. But uh, a good modern parallel might be uh, uh, refugees or... Um, how we treat, I think they would qualify as some Just of the most vulnerable How you treat society. the most vulnerable people in society in general, yeah. Right. Like if, you, if you're treating the people at the bottom well, everyone's doing well. If you're right. treating them like shit, there's probably something wrong from the top down. Mm -hmm. Now, it's still significant. Tons of feminists, I can hear them saying, like, the fact is, though, it's women who are chosen, and that's very, it, it kind of poisons the well of modern times because we see women acting as passive agents in such a religious text, and they're right. Um, which is why I'm acknowledging that now. So but if you go back it. to those earlier ones with like Deborah and stuff. Oh yeah, Deborah's a judge. Man. But this is the this is the la like Samson is near the end of the judges. He's near he? the end. So all the women have sort of lost their names except Delilah. Because things are going to shit. Yeah. Which there's a rich tradition amongst scholarship because it's not like women didn't exist. Um, and in order to remind us that these women, even if the story's not 100 percent accurate, or even if it is just a folk tale at its heart, that there were women. Uh, back then, and that in the same way that Samson has a name and Manoa ha have a name, we might as well give them names too. Oh yeah, just a placeholder name. Yeah, yeah, placeholder name. Okay. So why don't why don't we name Twister? What would you name the first wife of Sa that Samson tries to marry? We'll we'll see why it doesn't work out here in a minute. Okay, uh, is she v villainous in any way? I think she's a tragic character because her, she's forced by her family, like, hey, we'll burn you alive if you don't get this riddle out of Samson. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up burning alive. They don't say it, but her entire town's sacked, so you can infer that she dies in a fire. 
Yeesh. I know. I know a lot of these stories. I wish you could put a silver lining to them. Uh, let me just throw any. It's name supposed out here. Let's to be shitty her, listener. Let's let's call her Abigail. Abigail. Okay, Abby. Abby. We'll call okay. her Abby. Yeah. So these these men. This is a story I was telling after this. Uh, let's go all the way back. Long discussion. We've had lots of side notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is what happened. Uh-huh. Abby. They come to Abby. These thirty dudes. Hey, get this answer from him. So Abby comes to Samson and she says, uh, "You, uh, why?" That she starts to nag him for the answer for four days, and, and finally on the this seventh. This still day, during their like their wedding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, seven days. It. Remember, gotcha. on the third day they came to her. Gotcha. Third day. So okay. she starts nagging Samson, and on the seventh day, the final day of the wedding, he tells her, and they come to him and they give him the answer. And yeah, she's kind of mean. He says, "If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have figured out my riddle." Dick move. I know that's kind of like that's like, not. You're you're supposed you're just now marrying her. Can't be calling her a heifer already. This wedding's doomed. Yeah, it's not. That's like not. you're already feeling bad about it. Yeah, and then uh, the spirit rushes over him, and he goes down to Ashkelton, which is a Philistine city. Okay. And he kills thirty of their men, strips them of clothes. And then comes back and he gives those clothes to the dudes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Even the way that he fulfills his side yeah, of the gamble. It's very is like, bitter. It's very yeah. much like a bully. He's like, fine, okay, I'll just go and, uh, you know, kill 30 of your people and then give you money. Yeah. You know, now, let me it. ask you, if you kill 30, do you think the marriage is, is still going on? Do you think it's on or off? Oh, I would say once news comes back that he killed 30 Philistines just out of nowhere in the middle of his wedding week. Yeah, do you think it's on or off? I think it's off. All right, what do you think Samson thought? I think Samson probably thought, it's just another day. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right on both accounts. So, God, what a dick. Yeah, I know. So her father thinks, oh, it's off. This wedding's off. I better marry my, my uh, Abby. I better marry Abby uh-huh. off to... The father-in-law doesn't have a name either, by the way. Uh, but Abby... We'll call him Jim. Jim. Okay, so Jim, uh, Samson's should have been father-in-law. Jim. Jim uh, thinks, oh man, I better, I've got to provide for my, for Abby, so I'm going to marry Abby off to one of Samson's compatriots. But when Samson finds out, he comes back and he's like, hey, where's my wife? Because you're right, in his head, like, marriage? It Just happened. another day, yeah. Yeah, you know, she was my wife and it didn't mean anything that I killed 30 of your dudes. Yeah. Um, and he's like, look, uh, uh, I married her off to one of your, your buds. Um, here, take my younger daughter. And she, she's even like, she's better, isn't she? And he's like, mm, you're going to pay for this. So then? So then he goes out. I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you what he did because honest, I think this is just, this is just wild. Then Samson went and caught 300 foxes. He took torches, turned the foxes tail to tail and put the torch between each pair of tails. He lit the torches and released the foxes into the Philistines grain fields. So he burned the sack, the sack grain, standing grain, wine yards, and olive orchards. The point is, he wiped out their all whole of their, source. yeah, all their produce. Oh, holy shit! They, and the poor foxes, like he was too yeah. lazy to just burn it down himself. He's like, I'm yeah. sending foxes to do my bidding. To be honest, like I've read this story quite a few times. Every time I read this part, I do not know what that accomplished. I think it's the foxes started running with the fire on their tails. And but they're they like tied, the and there's like a torch between the two foxes. Like, why did you do? Like, basically, yeah, the, the of, foxes are having a tug of war over each torch. Like, what did that accomplish? Hmm. Why not just tie the torches to the end of the fox's tail? Maybe the tug of war 
is what keeps the torch up off the ground, like it keeps the line taut so that it's catching the fields instead of where if a fox was just dragging a torch, it'd be put out by the dirt. I mean, maybe that's the best I can come you know, up with. You're right. I don't. I don't know what's going on in the text here. I. You know what? Let's just say that guy really wanted to incorporate foxes at some point. He saw his shot and he was like, "Foxes." Yeah, I do. Or they didn't know how he did it either. The best explanation. <laughs> there was a a version of me back then, and he was like, "I guess he used foxes. I don't know how he did it." <laughs> <laughs> Like there was like a like a one city guard and they all came to him. His name is Randall. Randall, how did all this get burned down? And he just said, Samson, how did he do it? Wait, Todd. one guy? Yeah. Must have oh been no, it was uh, it, no, it wasn't one guy. It was uh, three hundred foxes. <laughs> and then they're like three hundred. That number's a little high. <laughs> oh, well, it was really it was. It was two. It was, it was really like 150 pairs of foxes. They were working in pairs, you see, tied together with where a torch. Did he, where did he keep 299 foxes while he was catching the 300? <laughs> yeah, where did he get all these foxes? I know we're not supposed to look at the story that close, but there is the forest is just clear of foxes now. You know what else I'd like to talk about? That means that. I, you know, we think of foxes. When I hear foxes, I do not think native to the Middle Eastern area or the uh, yeah the area of Dan, second. northern Syria. But you know what? I, they probably do because there's like um, desert foxes. There's desert foxes. There's Arctic foxes. Uh huh. Foxes are a hardy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Foxes are a hardy people. They so it's safe. Live... It's safe to assume that it's probably not like the red foxes that we're imagining. Like it's the yeah, like, like North American foxes. Yeah, it's probably some sort the foxiest of... of all the foxes, I might say. But I think I wonder if like I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like the author knew what he was saying, and like there's some sort of like subtlety or like mm -hmm. some sort of inf like I need to know something more and under really understand like it, why he did this. If it was a modern retelling of this. Then I would say that he went out and found like 300 foxy ladies who walked <laughs> hand in hand in pairs and just set things on fire. Like 300 foxes. <laughs> it would still be just as, you know, Randall, what happened? He's like, this guy got 300 foxes getting to town and everyone just let him burn it down because they were so foxy that no one stopped them. <laughs> I, I think... I, I I think that explanation makes about as much sense. And someone just guessed, yeah, like they didn't, they weren't yeah. sure how he did it, and someone's just like, "Fuck, I don't foxes, I guess I don't." And then you know how whenever um, people are asking for ideas, like when they're brainstorming, usually the first one or two that people throw out are really bad ideas, but they know they're bad ideas. It's just to kind of get it started. Mm -hmm. So Randall here threw out one and he's like, this is just to get it started. But then no one built upon it. Instead, they're just like, foxes it is. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it wasn't poor Randall. Maybe it was just, you know, because Samson's a bully and uh -huh. bullies aren't smart. Yeah. Maybe he really was just like, I'm going to get these 300 foxes. <laughs> yeah, I'll show them. I'll fight, fight them and I'm going to... Then he had like 300 foxes because it's Samson. He can do oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to need, but I only got 150 torches. <laughs> oh, no. And if I a overshot woman, on foxes. And if a woman, if he had his wife there, if he had his wife, if he had married Abby, right, uh -huh. Abby would have been like, just use your hands. Just light it yourself. Yeah, stop being so fucking stupid. Yeah, don't be so dramatic. Because this is, I mean, this just screams, I need attention. It really does, yeah. Like, he just, he wanted to tell people that he caught all the foxes and did it instead of, like, doing it by hand. Yeah. Hey, what, what is, uh, 
out of the um, what is out of the forest out of the swift uh something to heat out of the bright nothing to eat and someone's like i have no idea are you begging anyone i can ask <laughs> <laughs> not this again <laughs> yeah yeah then you got a new riddle and you know what's what's hotter than two foxes carrying a torch and what's more ed than an entire city's production supply. <laughs> I think people would stop asking him about riddles. Like, yeah. They'd just be like, Samson, no more of your riddles. We don't, <laughs> don't want to hear riddles this. Are really, I mean, that's probably the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard, but he burns the town and they're not happy about it. So, okay, when you first said it, I thought you meant like, he burns the town down and everyone in it, but this sounds more like he just, he screwed them over by burning everything they could have eaten. Uh, yeah, yeah, he screws over the whole people. And the, the Philistines, they, they want to know like who did this. And the text just says it was reported. It doesn't say who said it. But, hey, it was that Samson. Yeah, fuck. so someone knew that it was Samson. Yeah. And then they go and they burn. They round up and burn uh, Abby and uh, and her father to death. So what Oh, the, for, like, even bringing Samson into yeah, their lives? So the basically the threat that happened earlier, like, <sighs> hey, if you don't find us the answer to this riddle, like, we're going to burn you and your yeah, household to death. It, it ends up happening anyway. Because they're like, you brought Samson, this raging asshole, into town and he's ruined everything. Yeah. Which, by the way, the part of the whole subtext to this story is Israelites aren't supposed to mar uh, marry outside of... They're not supposed to marry non-Israelites. And the Philistines mm -hmm. were, uh, you know, some of Israel's biggest enemies at this time period. Like David and Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine who was fighting for the Philistines. Right? They're not friends. Samson, by doing, just, just talking to Abby, just wanting to marry a foreign woman, this is a part of that whole good, the bad, and the ugly. Samson okay. is all the way at the end. You're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And it just, it creates so much trouble. Are the Philistines, were they uh, a larger peoples than the Israelites? Were they, uh, uh, it seems like there have to been, there have to have been so many more of them. You know, there's got to be a, such a, a larger population of Philistines because they're constantly killing them by, like, the hundreds <laughs> and the thousands, and they still always talk about what a threat they are. Like, it seems like there's still always more of oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, I see what you're saying. So in, when you read the Israelite stories, they're always like, well, we killed... How many Philistines did you kill? Well, we killed, like, fucking, like... 10,000 Philistines. <laughs> Philistines. But and, then... And then... And how many did you lose? Uh, well, you know... Steve, Steve tripped. Steve didn't make it, but he was already sick. So unless the Philistines are ants, the numbers don't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, these numbers are, you know, these texts were written by Israelites. They're very pro-Israelite. Did he actually take a jawbone and kill a thousand? A thousand, or did he kill like ten guys? Did he even like... kill anybody with a jawbone? Right. You know, um, did these stories happen? You know, or a jawbone would really wear down after you killed like the first dozen guys. I feel like that. We need to have an orthopedist on here, a veterinary <laughs> how long, orthopedist. How long could this bone last? You think you could like you know tear through a thousand guys with it? He'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he'd be like, "I don't I get out of use my it as a weapon. Get out of my practice." <laughs> yeah, it probably broke out on like number three, and then he killed the rest uh, of his. Hey, bare Doc, hands. How, how many people do you think I could kill with this jawbone? Uh, I'm calling the police. <laughs> well, he uh this it, this is when um like the Philistines af afterwards they come up to march and take him. And this is actually where he finds the jawbone. Okay, so then okay, so he burned down the town 
after killing 30 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not burned down the town all the way, but he burned down all their food supplies, so they're starving. Mm-hmm. Philistines get pissed, and they come to the Israelites, and they're like, if you want, if you don't want all-out war, then, you know, give us Samson, because he was kind of a douche. And they go, okay. Is that about right? They, they come, and uh, the Israelites are like, oh, I know you're going to edit all this out. <laughs> yes, sure, I will edit it. I will <laughs> definitely you no one will hear this especially not right now for it has been edited <laughs> it is gone uh, yeah so 3,000 people from Judah travel down to a cave he had run off to a cave regardless he goes and he kills people with a jawbone okay so they're like hey hand over Samson and they go hey Samson can mm-hmm. we hand you over because you know we don't all want to pay for that thing that you did and Samson goes fine fair enough Mm-hmm. But then, when they're, like, I guess in route, yeah. he just breaks free and just starts he gets tearing there. through them. Yeah, he, and then uh, and then his reward for killing a thousand, they get, like, 20 years of, of peace during the time of the Philistines. Oh, okay. And then the story just picks up at some undescribed point after that. Okay, so what happens after he kills all these guys with a jawbone and there's 20 years of peace because they're like, we just lost a thousand guys, maybe let's not fight for a while? Now, yeah, so it immediately picks up. So just for those of you who are following along in your Bibles, all zero of you, one of you, I don't know. Who cares? Someone's <laughs> Did you guys not bring me. your Bibles for this? I know you should have. It's okay. You can look at it later if you want to check out details. But yeah. for now, we'll, we'll get you the meat. Actually, I'm fairly certain that... Is this where... I'm still double-checking myself. It. I care about accuracy, but you know what? Sometimes this story's long, and it's not a clean narrative, and things get jumbled up but now we're in chapter 16 it started in 13 mm-hmm. when it's his birth 14 15 wedding shit yep. and some other stuff he does that he picks up a city gate at one point like doors and all but we don't have to talk about that that's uh, pretty badass though yeah he does uh they come to get him and he he's in a city and i don't understand how this keeps a force from like killing you but he uh-huh. goes to their city gate in giza and he picks up the 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 city gate and carries it and puts it on top of a hill Huh. And that solves his problem somehow. Or maybe they're just like, uh, that looked tough. Maybe let's not today. Mm-hmm. Which like, is all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you know, my ankles are killing me after that long walk here. It's <laughs> maybe we camp out for a couple days and then they convince the uh, <laughs> they convince their general to just go home. They're like, yeah, Come maybe on. they're confused. They're like, is I thought, who moved the city? Yeah, I thought the entrance was. Hold on a second. There's no city here anymore. I guess yeah. we already win, boys. Let's head back home. Yeah, let's wait. <laughs> Is that the front door? It's like if I moved your front door and you got confused. You, you <laughs> like, open the door and there's no house behind it, and you're just like, huh. guess it's already done. I win. <laughs> yeah, what happened? You got to remember that there were probably multiple stories about Samson and what's going on here is they're all kind of being smashed together yes. by the editors, by being put side by side in different places, because that's what they would do. Like you said, not a clean narrative. Yeah, it's really hard to find. Like, someone didn't sit down and pin this. A redactor or an editor put all these stories together in an order that he thought made sense. And he might have written like a little intro or a little conclusion Outro, yeah. to kind of make things make more sense. Yeah, Sometimes, try to do his best to sum it up. But that's why that's why these things are choppy. Or her, if she edited it. He, yeah, then great, great she point. would go unnamed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't know who they had, male, female, probably male. But, you know, it could have been female. because yeah, she would have like, if she was caught editing text they would have been like oh we have to punish her they just didn't educate women no that too yeah secretly some of them got educated maybe yeah Yeah, i mean i wasn't there secret education i mean just just to be clear i'm pro women being educated oh yeah it's 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 a lot sexier actually educated 
Yeah, I like them educated. Anyway, um, so Wait, how do you like your women, Deuteronomist? I like my women educated. Damn, you nasty Deuteronomist. I am. How are they gonna know my name if they're not like in the know? What you talking about? It's clever. The dude there. There was a Deuteronomic editor. He's the Deuteronomist is the person who edited Judges together, so that you all will be in the know, and you can talk about the Deuteronomist. It's our shorthand, scholars shorthand, our, like I've written so much scholarship. Uh, <laughs> it's a biblical scholars shorthand, or just their appellation for. It's like a title that gets passed down afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like anyone yeah. can step into you it. You can be a Deuteronomist. Yeah, anyone can, you know, as long as you put the work in, then you get to be a Deuteronomist. Yeah, definitely. Anybody, if, if you put the work in, if you, to get on this podcast, you can be a Deuteronomist. Mm -hmm. So Kind of like the doctor from Doctor Who or uh, James Bond. Exactly. So we're about, we're actually about to get into the part of the story way back at being podcast. Mm. The one part that you seem to know the most about. You didn't know anything about his, his wedding nope. or the foxes uh -uh. or his birth. Not at all. But you did know about Delilah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're almost there. Okay. We're almost right, so Delilah. chapter 16, it begins, Samson, he's going to Giza, which is a Philistine city. Along the coast, like, of the, wherever, whatever. It's the Black Sea. Sure. Israel's beside. I'm not good at geography. I should have had a map in front of me. Doesn't matter. Eh, it's fine. Giza. So, it's still, same Giza, right? Yeah, Giza. Okay, wow. You, the same one even to this day. Or Gaza. Did I say Gaza? Gaza? Giza's, Giza. in, Giza's in Egypt. Ooh, you can need oh, to yeah, edit yeah, that yeah. out, too. Nah. Okay. I mean, Gaza. Yes, it has been edited. <laughs> I have proclaimed it edited. And if yeah, everyone no one, out there is like, this dude's an idiot. No one will ever the hear The pyramids this, of Giza? Especially Gaza. right now. Okay, good. Thank God. God. So, yeah, yeah, it's the pyramids of Giza. He's in Ga G -A -Z -A, yeah, Gaza. G-A-Z-A, Gaza. Like the Gaza Strip, right? Saying Gaza? Maybe. Probably. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Anyways. I'm not, I know, if unless it was like 2,000 years ago, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Modern geopolitical relations <laughs> just... If you get lost in the Middle East, you need a 2,000-year-old map. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's all I so get. The continents might have shifted a little bit since then, but you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Egypt was where... Okay. Okay, <laughs> anyways, go all on. Right. So Gaza, he's in Gaza, and he's down there uh, seeing a prostitute, which he shouldn't be. So we already yeah. know the beginning of the story that he's up to no good. My God, Samson. Right. Oh, this is where he actually, this is where he carries the gate. I was like, I thought that happened. So he's oh. with a prostitute and people uh -huh. come to kill him. Okay. And then he just takes the gates of the city. Get him while he's horny, man. This is when it happens. <laughs> nope, moving the gate. Yep. And then immediately after that, this is just like a one little paragraph, one off, him talking about a prostitute. But I think the proximity of him with a prostitute is why. So for those of you out here, let me, uh, let me blow your mind for a minute. If you grew up in the church, you probably told Delia was a prostitute. Uh, yeah, that is what I thought. She, there's no actual, she's never in the text identified as a prostitute. Now, Philistines do come to her and um, tell her to seduce Samson to find out what his, uh, what gives him such great strength. Um, but the, the text never actually identifies her as a prostitute. When they came to her, did she already know Samson? Um, or were they just like, a gap in the text. There's a gap in the text. It's just paragraph him. He goes to see a, just the story of him moving the gates. Uh -huh. And in the next, in the very next paragraph, sometime uh -huh. after this, 
It's that transitional sentence. Uh-huh. I think that's an editor. Sometime after this. Right, right. You know, the editor wrote that, and then the story starts, in the Sorek Valley, Samson fell in love with a woman whose name was Delilah. So there's no hint, and that's that's her introduction. So we have no idea if she already knew Samson. Like, we don't know. Like if they met organically, and then the Philistines it's a came. And, okay. We have no idea. They could have. I like to think that she wasn't a prostitute, simply just to resist the... All the 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 preachers who say that she was. It seems like in those days, and I, I'm just guessing here, but it seems like in those days, if someone was a prostitute, you knew about it. Like definite, like it was known throughout the town. This person's a prostitute, and that person's a prostitute. <laughs> this person is not. This person is not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think that maybe not. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. The main point is, the text doesn't say she's a prostitute call her a prostitute at your own peril. I like to think that she's not a prostitute, actually. You know, we're we're going to read into this in a second. Because if it doesn't say it, then fuck that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to take it. I'm just going to, in my head canon, she was just some, uh, some lady who Samson met, and she was like so awesome that he was like, oh, you and me. That's it. I mean, he's me. got a history of falling in love with Philistines. And he yeah. keep like, he slept with his wife. He felt like his, what, Abby we named her? Mm-hmm. Abby, his, 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 not really wife, his fiance. Uh, Abby was a Philistine. He's sleeping with his Philistine prostitute. And now he's falling in love with Delilah, which is a Philistine. Remember, Israelites, they aren't supposed to. God, I got to meet a Philistine. He really sucks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't think there are people anymore. Oh no! All of them? <laughs> I don't know. Damn it! Maybe they got. They probably got assimilated. I'm sure there's a few of them. That, like, yeah, no, assimilated's fine. Yeah. You know, like they mixed in with other peoples. I was just hoping that it wasn't like. No, no, no. I mean, all of them are just wiped out. Yeah, it probably wasn't like you know scourge, burn and scourge, or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. So go scourge on. Starts. Scourge. What all happened right. after uh, him and Delilah met? All right. And... So, and I'm gonna drop a little bit of interesting. I'm gonna just give you a little little taste. One of the best. The passages I'm about to. Read. If you're really interested in, uh, there's not actually a lot out there. You could become an expert in it in an afternoon if you spend about ten hours reading. But uh, there's a uh, uh, queer queer criticism in the mm-hmm. Old Testament, uh-huh. and uh, it's just anything that's like considered sexually devious falls under sort of the the uh, the umbrella of queer interp or queer criticism really interesting work what counts as sexual deviance anything that's just not trying to make a baby anything the term they use anything that's not heteronormative yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) like well (laughs) uh yeah what's that man uh anything that would be considered you know taboo these sorts of things um was a uh a queer reading of these passages uh for uh specifically people who are really into bondage okay and we'll, we'll we'll hear why i want I might even read this part in full, and I want you to hear and think about the connections to bondage, and specifically the trust between two people who are like a uh, what's it called? A big and a little. Oh, uh, you're talking about like S and M partners? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. People who are like a, it's a dom, and I feel like I feel like I always hear slave, but I don't. Maybe there's another word too, like yeah, a dominant slave. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. dominant sub, a dominant submission. It's, oh, it's one yeah, person's yeah. dominant, the other person's Someone submissive. Someone out there's an expert. A dominant sub. I I'm, see that's you pretending be it. you don't know. <laughs> you just took a lot of time. And you're like, oh, I think this is what it's. And you just okay. <laughs> yeah, as I'm like shuffling my handcuffs uh, underneath the seat. <laughs> <laughs> you knew all along, but just there, there, it, it's easy to read, project 
these sorts of ideas onto the text. It's just interesting ideas. And I yeah, think there's something it. to it. So, okay. Um, so people have come to Delilah and they've promised her 1,100 pieces of silver if they can get this info from him. And there are uh, four encounters. Um, so uh, Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what gives you such great strength and how you can be tied up and made weak. Tied up and made weak. Tied up and... Okay. Samson replied to her, If someone ties me up with seven fresh bowstrings that aren't dried out, I'll become weak. I'll be like any other person. They do this. Philistines come. He kills the Philistines. Um, <laughs> then Delilah said to Samson, You made a fool out of me and lied to me. Yeah. What? She's mad because she tried to kill him and it didn't work? Oh, yeah. they're gonna. This pattern's going to happen three more times. This is why it's kind of like it semi-sexual. Does, it does seem like that. Yeah. He's it, just like, Haha, babe, tricked you. Killed all your friends. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Oh, no. You've got to tell me. You've got to tell me the real answer. And then he yeah. gives another answer. He's, he's like, he's like, uh, why would I trust you? And Oh, you're naked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like Samson and Delilah are playing some sort of game. Yeah, it's like a very straight... You know what? At this point in his life, he's been just killing people left and right, burning down through towns. Like, he probably feels invincible. Maybe that's it. Yeah, and I also think it's sort of... It's not just that he feels invincible, but I think if we read the... Uh, the dominate what, what, what's it S and M relationship? Yeah, the onto sub this? and the dom. Yeah. Suddenly, Samson becomes this big, powerful character. He becomes the the sub, and she's the dom. She's the one who's always tying him up. Oh, he's like, I'm willing to like be vulnerable in front of this person or something, kind of thing. Yeah. Because he's like, otherwise, I'm just the biggest at, badass around. Even he's, if it is a, a feigned pseudo, he's only feigning. Yeah, it's a lie, but yeah, I don't think you know, any sub so, really. So are feigned. movies and books that we read and like fiction is a part of life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are people out there who are probably thinking, well, in the original text, there's no way to see all this intention. That's like the least interesting question in front of us. You know, the, I think it, I think it's fun to, to read these, read texts through these sorts of lenses. I do. Wait, before we move through the next part, let's go ahead and take a break. Sure. Uh, just a quick break, collect ourselves, and then we'll get through what is my favorite part of the Samson story. At least I think it is, I'll find out. Sure. And we are back with Tweester. And the Deuteronomist. After that short break, let's uh, let's go ahead and recap exactly where we left off here. Mm -hmm. So Samson had just spent a night with a prostitute. Sometime later, he meets Delilah, mm -hmm. and I was just sort of trying to tease out this sort of S&M relationship between him and Delilah. Gotcha. Now, she... I know I kind of jumped all over people for thinking that Delilah is a prostitute, and here I am reading a lot into the text, but come on, have some fun. At the same time, they didn't say it, and they bothered to, I would say the best evidence that she's not is that they bothered to say he was visiting a prostitute before her. Right. But then they didn't bother to say she was a prostitute. So if they didn't, if they seem to like need to tell you when he's seeing a prostitute, but they don't tell her that she is or tell you that she is one. Yeah. That makes me think not a prostitute. This makes me, he, he just met some Philistine woman and he was like, you're even cooler than the last one that didn't work out. And it also says that he loved her. Samson fell in love with a woman whose name was Delilah. Well, he forgave her for almost killing him after asking him about what his weakness was the first time, so he's got it, right? I think it's like hubris, right? Like total like overconfidence. Like part love, also part overconfidence, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what, 
failure has he encountered in his life up to this point? I mean, everything been, has worked out for him, he's and been, when it didn't, he smashed his way to it working out for him. He's been disappointed, but he has not been defeated. Oh, I yeah. Say. I, I like would that. say. At least that's what I'm guessing here. Yeah, that's what I'm taking from it. His enemies have been defeated. Yeah. He's been disappointed by his enemies sometimes, or disappointed by people that he, are close to him, but he's never been defeated by them. He's right. always come back and defeated them. Again, if this story was originally a folk tale, and i.e. pro- Israelite propaganda, mm -hmm. specifically pro Dan, because he's from the tribe of Dan, then this is very much like. What a nice, easy name to remember. The tribe of Dan. It is. You know? It is. And yeah, it's like, you know, our tribe, this dude, he's a folk hero. He killed. Look at all these Philistines he killed. I just imagine the guy who started that tribe that just kind of came up and he's like sitting there. He's got a jug of whiskey beside him. He's like whittling away at something. I don't know, maybe <laughs> making a horse out of wood. And they're like, Do they Could I be a part of your tribe? He's like, Sure can. Welcome to the Tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan, welcome. The, it's not as hard as the other ones. It's Ephraim, Manasseh. Yes, weird, those weird. sound like tribe names. Yeah, yeah. Dan's Dan. just some guy. Dan. Like, I, I could hang out with Dan. Yeah, Dan is, there's nothing intimate. Dan never says Dan. anything mystical. Dan's just like, yep, got a fish to eat. <laughs> Dan is like Samson. Got to drink clean water. Sometimes got to heat it up, get it clean. Like, Dan says that kind of <laughs> stuff all the time. That's Dan's tribe. It's just a very matter-of-fact tribe. Dan could have been a feminine name. I guess it could have been. I mean, we don't know. That's right. Ashley used to be a guy's name. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Dan Maybe Dan is a woman down by the river. Down by the river? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I did say that uh, maybe. Yeah, who knows? River tribe. Okay, so, so Samson's anyways, being tied up. Samson is being tied he up. He got tied up once. Just to recap, he told her seven fresh bowstrings mm -hmm. that aren't dried out. Key mm -hmm. detail. I'll become weak like any other person. She ties him up. Philistines come in. He rips out, rips out the bondage, kills him. All right, this is her. Now she's down seven bows too. She is seven bowstrings. So Delilah says to her, says Samson, uh, "You made a fool out of me and lied to me. Now please tell me how you can really be tied up." Yeah, and I have to keep my hair down from now on because <laughs> ripped through all my bows. Wait, what? Bows? Bowstrings? Oh, oh, like a bow and arrow? Yeah. I was thinking hair bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear, that's a key <laughs> clarification. Okay, yes. I don't think they put bows in their hair back then. I mean, maybe. Uh, no. I just assume they use something to tie it up sometimes. I mean, you know? yeah, but they didn't have like scrunchies. No, I wasn't thinking scrunchies. I just thought like maybe some ribbon and then you tie it up like a bow. Yeah, they're not presents, they're people. <laughs> this isn't Christmas. <laughs> no, that comes later. Jesus Samson, hasn't been born yet. Yeah, there's no, no Christmas, Christmas yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's no day of Samson, because I'm sure that'd be a fucked up day. Samsmas? Samsmas? How would you celebrate Samsmas? <laughs> I get a lover tell, to tie me up. You tell shit riddles and then <laughs> <laughs> find something to destroy when you got mad? <laughs> Like a like a, you, a breaking room. You like go to a friend's house who set up a buffet, and you would just ruin all their food. <laughs> so you'd just be a general. It'd be a day where you were generally unpleasant to be around. <laughs> and you'd and you'd chase down foxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be a lot to do with this day. He who chases down the most foxes gets the most fire. <laughs> but all the and then Christians would complain when uh, it got taken over by major conglomerates oh, that. Yeah. That they were taking the Samson out of Samsmas <laughs> because suddenly it became all about, like, you know, family and not about the true meaning of Samsmas, which is burning foxes. <laughs> burning foxes. And yeah. uh, being just being a bully. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the war on Samsmas. 
Yeah, but you know, I think I think it might be cool to have a Sam Smith if we focused on like like I said, like I'd I'd tie up a lover for Sam Smith. Yeah. That'd be fun. And then I could break out. You could you could tell her, uh, give her a fake weakness of yours. Yeah, she could say, How can you really be tied up? Yeah. Oh no, it'd be like um, oh, if you like held down on this shoulder, this is my bad shoulder, so I would not be able to get up, but that's my good shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, when she like, tries to hold me down, I'm just like, pop! Fake weak spots? Fake weak spots, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, weird. oh, I've got really bad vision, but it's 2020. You're just, like, put on glasses that don't have, like, obnoxious hipsters. <laughs> you put on glasses that, like, don't have real lenses. You know, this is this is a total side note. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. I know we were just talking about S&M, and it's weird to bring up my dad. But <laughs> oh, growing up, do. my dad always used to... I asked him when I was a little kid. <clears throat> this is just sweet. This isn't funny. This is going to be terrible. I'll make it funny. Okay. I'm just kidding. Make it sweet. Okay. So my dad... I, when I was a little little kid, I asked my dad what his weak spot was. Mm-hmm. And he told me the center of his hand. Okay. Which is just smart. Because I'm a little kid, so immediately I'm going to touch it. And to yeah. this day, if I squeeze his hand... And look at him, he'll pretend like that hurt him. You're like, oh, oh, Deuteronomist, you got me. You got me. You're like, yeah, got you good, Dad. Got you good, Samson. So, all right, so she's, he's already been tied up once. She asked him, what what can you do? And he says, blah, blah, blah. No, he is not well spoken. If, if someone ties me up with new ropes uh-huh. that haven't been used for work... Uh-huh. I'll become weak like any other person. Again, it <laughs> happens, and he kills the Philistines. Like I said, yeah. never run out of Philistines. Never. There are so many. <laughs> and they can still constrict people for this. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, hey, I know the last two groups didn't work out, but you're the group that's going to get it done. Third try. Third, third try is a charm, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, uh, up to now, you've made a fool out of me and lied to me. Tell me how you can be tied up. And he says to her, if you weave, this is the crazy, this is where it gets like, I can't even, <laughs> actually, this is where it gets like super bondage actually. Can't wait to hear it. Let's right. do it. If you weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on a loom and pull it tight with a pin, then I'll become weak like any other person. So if you braid my body, his hair, mm-hmm. into a loom, then I'll become weak. Okay. Which just, it's, it's. It, it's just, just always like it's always super restrictive. There's always tying or restricting or something like that. Yeah, yeah, in all of these, and I don't know why in my mind. That <laughs> okay, oh the no, most I figured it out. He's into bondage. Yeah, he's tricking her into to tying him <laughs> yeah, up. He's like, ha ha, you're doing the thing. I, I like. You see, though, I don't think he's tricking. I think they. This is where I think that you know, there's room in here to read them. Maybe is they're they're both lovers and they're playing. This is a game for them. Yeah, they've the done this before. They just. He, maybe he's not smart enough to realize that Philistines coming in and trying to kill him isn't just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where, yeah. Damn it, Delilah, we got to try again. These Philistines keep busting in. <laughs> yeah, because people are going to be listening. They're going to be thinking like, and I hope it causes you to go and pick up the, the, the Bible, pick up the book and actually read the story for yourself. They're going to be thinking there's more to the story than this. There's got to be. He's just probably like skipping ahead. Yeah. How could no? Like this how, who is. Would do this? this is all the info you're That's given. All it's there. There's not more info here. I'm just skipping the repetitive parts. Like really, it's there's tons of gaps in this text. We just don't know why. There's just not a lot of info here. So what happens after she gets his hair in the braid? Okay. Same. What did you expect? <laughs> they come in. He, he breaks out of the braid and kills him. <laughs> um, and then he just breaks it open and starts killing. Yep. And apparently she did this while he was sleeping. 
braiding his hair into a loom. Okay. Which I feel like that would not one wake you up and it would also take longer than a night. If you've ever seen people work with a loom. Yeah. And I'm using my hands to show how they do it. it uh, maybe she was very People proficient. put tens of thousands of hours into us, you know, weaving a single blanket. I said tens of thousands of hours. It's Maybe she didn't a get lot like of time, maybe, maybe she wasn't hours. trying to get all of his hair. She was just trying to get it started and hope that that counted. Oh, like like really lazy, like a bad student. Like, like yeah. only getting like the one strand of hair because the professor said like that you've got to talk about this one subject. So there's a lot of filler yeah, in yeah. the blanket. She just got like just like an inch worth of hair in the loom. Wait, it says, like, that should count. It says seven braids of his hair she got into the loom. Okay. So maybe like seven, like maybe she just kind of threw, bunched a bunch of hair and just kind of. I'm using my hands. You can't see it. Yeah. You know what? It I, makes sense. Even seeing the hands, like I still, I'll have to go look up a loom later. Okay. So. It, it, it saw the podcast, go online, look up a loom, and imagine how someone would do that. Or again, it would be like the uh, veterinarian. I'll go find someone who's like a loomist, and I'll be like, how much, <laughs> how much human hair do you think I could get in that loom? And they're like, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, Samson was into it enough, apparently, that he let her do it. Okay. So um, he did that, broke out, killed yeah. him. Yeah. So this also, I find interesting that, you know, rule of three, you think on the third time the truth would come out. But no, it's like she's asked him three times already. Mm -hmm. And now she comes back to him a fourth time. And now she gets kind of personal. Here's what she says. How can you say I love you when you won't trust me? Three times now you've made a fool out of me and not told me what gives you such great strength. She nagged him with her words day after day and begged him. I'm sorry I used the word nag. It's a kind of charged word. That's what the text nope, says. No, that is what you're doing if you're like, you know, constantly bothering something about someone that they don't, they don't want to talk about or they don't want to deal with. Yes, that is the word for it. Okay. I guess you, yeah, you're right. That's nagging. So nagged him with her words day after day and begged him until he became worn out to the point of death. She literally nagged him to death. Holy shit! <laughs> that was his weakness all along. Yeah, that you know that's a good point. His real weakness wasn't his hair. Actually, this is the second time someone's nagged that would have like nagged something out of him. Yeah, because his uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. His uh, Abby. Yeah, Abby. Well, it just has him. to be someone that he will not kill, and they go nag him. Yeah. So when he can't solve his problems with violence, <laughs> he solves his problems by just giving in. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, I never thought about that. I like that. All right. So he told her the secret. He said to her, no razor has ever touched my head because I have been a Nazarite for God from the time I was born. If my head is shaved, my strength will leave me and I'll become weak. I'll be like every other person. And of course, she saves his head. This is where the story becomes, it. I, I, don't, I don't think it makes any more sense with S&M. There's no more bondage. Maybe there's no more bondage, no more love. Shaves his head. I wonder too, and now we're filling in gaps because the text just doesn't say, but was Delilah like upset that all of a sudden the fun and game stopped? I mean, she's getting 1,100 pieces of silver. The text says they bring the 1,100 pieces of silver. Yeah, like she's, she's getting like, paid for this. Oh, I'm getting rich off this. But also, like, maybe she was having a good time just kind of hanging out with him, and, like, she never really wanted him to tell her. She yeah. was just like, no, just, you know what? Maybe it was, like, the nice in between. She's like, I don't have to tell my people that I am not trying to do their bidding. Like, they know I'm still on their side. But at the same time, he's not giving in, so I get to hang out with him, and I don't disappoint them. It's like having your cake and eating it, too. But then he does give in, and she's like, oh, shit, that was the one. Exactly. I'm just guessing here. Exactly. <laughs> like, again, this is just this is just throwing it around. Yeah, you know, 
I really wish this wasn't like four chapters about Samson. I'm much more interested in Delilah. I wish and I like her side, yeah, it'd be nice Delilah. if there was like a chapter on her side of the story. That would give a nice, well, well. You know how I said that there's like this whole tradition, modern scholarship of like naming these women who don't have names. There's mm -hmm. also a tradition of like filling in these gaps, like writing the story, but from say Delilah's perspective. Okay. And I bet you if you Googled it, you could find people who've done it. It's even, out there. So this desire just, to hear what might have happened. It's out there. Other yeah. people have wanted to know. Yeah. And I know you're saying, but, you know, that's not what the biblical author wrote. Well, you know, if he made it up, what makes anyone what makes it any difference? What yeah. makes it any different? I'm not saying, you know, if you don't think he made it up. And even if he, even if, yeah, he, that's okay. if you don't think that he made it up, he still didn't do his good journalistic duty. Yeah. By, by presenting more sides to the story. Yeah. 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 Where, where is Delilah? I want to know more about Delilah. There's Delilah's side of the story. That'll tell us more about Samson. Sometimes you got to hear from someone else to learn about a person. Yeah. But the rest, this is where you are most accurate. I feel in your, okay. Oh, we're getting to my favorite accounting. part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite part. It's sort of the sort of sad, but also like he was an asshole. I can't believe we were taught this story in Sunday school as little kids. I was. Well. As though Samson, because I hope, I hope if you take away one thing from this, from this podcast is that Samson wasn't really a great guy and I'm not sure why his stories are so popular, mm -hmm. but he, he was a judge of Israel. Yes. And he killed Philistines, but he was clearly like a bully. He wasn't that smart. Yeah. He slept around with women he shouldn't have been. Um, he sounds more like, like there's not a lot of, like he's not a great guy. And, he, and the text and the author didn't intend him to be a great guy. Yeah, yeah, no, this is like the end of, Ju the, the yeah. end of the judges. I will say that, like, you know, I used to be, I used to be a practicing Christian. Now I am not. But then, um, I did go to Sunday school like everyone else. And I did, I really latched onto this story, um, among others. And I do remember that I feel like even the people that were teaching it to me didn't, really learn the rest of the story themselves either because when I would press them for more of the story they'd be like oh no that's it yeah either that or they just didn't want to tell me because they knew the rest <laughs> of it was really bad but yeah the parts that they told me is mainly the part about um him getting captured and then breaking out and killing the thousand Philistines with a jawbone mm -hmm. and and then this part coming up and this is like and with Delilah minus the bondage it went yeah, straight yeah. Oh, to, yeah, it went yeah. straight to the hair with them it was straight to the hair and then what's coming up next. That's all that was really taught to me. And, um, I found even by pressing, I wasn't told more. So I wonder if even the people that taught me and I've asked more than one, if they even knew. Yeah. I think the reason like the killing of the jawbone, which you remembered, um, I think the reason that we'd like to tell those stories in Sunday school is because they're kind of pro American patriotism, this self-sacrificial vision of like a soldier like, yeah, we'd like to hear that that Samson because this is I mean we're, we're we're at the end of the story his eyes get put out the Philistines take him he's got no more strength they throw him up at a party put him between two columns he's kind of laughing at him blinded hanging between columns like, and then he not hanging by the throat but like tied up tied between them I can't I, I, I can't remember <laughs> like, they bring bondage like nudging, back. I feel like they're nudging him and they're like hey you always wanted to get tied up hey old Samson enjoy the party <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so there's a celebration going on, um, and Samson, he was called from the a prison. The celebration was celebrating, um, no, was it celebrating his capture? No, there's just a, um. So, <laughs> that's gotta be an old hit to, cause he's got quite an ego, it seems. I bet that it was a hit to his ego, wait, too. Wait, I'm like, reading, I'm skimming it really quick at the height. Oh, wait, yeah, maybe the celebration was, 
at the height of the celebration. It just says at the height of the celebration. Mm -hmm. They're kind of glad that their god has handed Samson over to them. So yeah, you you actually you might be right. They okay. might be partying because of that. They're like, uh -huh. um, and uh, they just have actually they say then they had him stand between the pillars. So I don't think he's tied up. I think that's just in movies where he's chained to the pillars. Oh, they just had him standing there, and they're like, I mean, he's, he's blind and, and weak. Like, he's blind and weak. What's he gonna do? They yeah. probably beat up on him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you got to fear from a blind weak guy. You don't need him chained up. Yeah, yeah, no. He cries. Oh no, it's Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's in the Bible. Go read your Bible. He becomes Daredevil. He learns echolocation. <laughs> he does. And then uh, that's where Daredevil comes from. Yeah. So he uh, he cries out to God, uh, and he says, uh, "Just uh, if you can make me strong, just this once more." Uh, God, so I can have revenge in the Philistines, just one act of revenge for my two eyes. Which, by the way, Judges is not pro-revenge. Pro this is just one of the many numerous ways that um, Samson's evidencing how much he sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he calls out to God for revenge. God, maybe God sucks for letting him do it. But uh, God gives him the strength. He pushes over the two columns, brings the whole temple down, and mm -hmm. uh, Samson dies there. You know what? If I am remembering correctly, yeah, the temple that he was uh, at, that they were having that big party, was a temple of their god of, uh, I think, grain and agriculture. It was their food god. Uh, Dagon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was their food god. It was like a Sumerian god or something like that. Or if Sumerian and Philistines are two, uh, two different people. Sometimes people share gods. Yeah, they did. I can't remember I Dagon. Can't... I think Dagon, they, probably a sea god because they were Philistines like they... I remember it was it was some sort of god of food. No, no, it there's like, so there's a serpent god of food that uh, the Babylonians worshipped, and in okay. the Apocrypha, there's a really fun text where Daniel kills a god. I think it was might have been Levite. It wasn't Levite then. It was the Babylonian god that's like this dragon slash serpent. Mm -hmm. He kills it by baking a cake. As you and do. feeding it to the idol, and it just bursts apart. Ha <laughs> So go in the apocrypha and look Ooh, up. Is that cake explode? Yeah, yeah. It's. I think. I think there's human hair in the cake. Oh well, I mean, I would explode too if I was eating into a cake and those human hair. I'd be like, nope, that's it. I'm. Dead. I'm probably right. wrong. I'm probably wrong about weird. So, the, so the Samson the temple, the temple that Samson was at. It was it not for a god of like yeah, agriculture? Yeah, Dagon. I okay, don't so know. He, I don't know who Dagon was. Okay. Um, uh, that might be have to be something that you know. Yeah, look go, up go look it up. But I thought D -A -G -O -N, I remember. Go. I thought I remember him being a god of some sort of agriculture, basically tying back into like, this is the guy that helps get us our food. And Samson's already <laughs> Samson Maybe. already burned down their grain fields, and Maybe. then now he destroyed the temple to the god that helps them with food. So it's like he's always starving these people. Maybe that yeah, that's entirely possible. Yeah, that would actually be quite that'd be a ironic. nice little yeah yeah. It'd be a nice little like kind of bringing it all back. Yeah, you hear in this biblical authors, if you haven't already, change it. Yeah, we need take it. Tweester's advice. We need it to be right now. You it, need it to be. It'd be we a all great twist. <laughs> Regardless, the point is like the story ends. He dies. He does get buried with his father, which is kind of like a like a last courtesy to Samson. Mm -hmm. But he's not supposed to be a great guy. And uh, I don't think he's the kind of person that we should actually emulate. Yeah. He's like the last in a line of crappy judges. This, in my opinion, the way that I perceived the last part of that story, it was a redemption and reckoning tied into one. Because clearly, God had a bit of a problem with the Philistines and the, and the things that they practiced and the things that they did to even allow Samson the strength to, you know, go against them in the first place. 
Yeah, it I, seems like I I think I think it's easier to read it as a redemption tale for Christians um, because Christians love redemption tales. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. think what's at what might have been happening in the original is simply like the story outside of Judges. So I've talked about what it means inside of Judges. Mm-hmm. The story in its original form, it was probably pro-Israelite propaganda before it was edited into Judges. Uh-huh. And as pro-Israelite propaganda, you can't have your your main hero go off on a on a sad note. Yeah. So he's yeah. got to stick it to him one last time. Maybe that's also why they only told me that last half in in Bible study. Yeah, because it's the most redemptive. Like, it's the redemptive. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it really reads as a redemptive arc. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I don't think that. I don't think you're making it up. I, I generally believe that that's that's the arc you're taught in Sunday school. But in the original, mm-hmm. I don't think that's in the original story. Nor is it in. Uh, and by original, I mean. If you were to read it outside of Judges, how it probably originally circulated, and uh, or in the Book of Judges, in the Book of Judges, it's not supposed to be positive at all. No, yeah, in the way yeah. it's edited, and I don't see it as like really positive. The ending, what I see is like a God was still going to bring a reckoning to the Philistines, and Samson, in my head, my head canon, Samson probably prayed to him saying, "I know I messed up. I know I was supposed to be, you know, your tool, but." I fucked everything up, and if you will allow me to do this one last thing to, like, do a part of what I was supposed to be doing for you in the first place. And God's like, hmm, okay, one last chance. <laughs> and, and you know, maybe God, I, I also think there's parts that I didn't talk about in the Samson stories. I also think that the way God is pictured, again, in the original, not in Judges, but if we take the text out of Judges, and I, I can hear some of you saying you shouldn't do that, but... It circulated independent of Judges at one point. I think the God in those original stories, just like the Israelites themselves, just didn't like the Philistines. Yeah. Just was anti-Philistine, and this ending is very anti-Philistine, pro-Israel. Yeah. I mean, and part of it's probably they did bother to mention and have Samson get tied up at a temple while they're partying. And so it's probably like, yeah, you're still... You're still uh, you still have these idols and you're worshiping these false gods and that's a part of why I got to take you down. You oh, know? yeah. Because he specifically it, took down a temple. He allowed him to take down a temple. You oh, know? yeah, totally. And you also got to remember, um, I, I don't think the story was written during this. I know it wasn't written during this period, but uh, Jews who are reading it during the Babylonian exile, when they're in Babylon, when they're slaves, like this story, they're going to love, they're going to freaking love this story. Because they're going to see in Samson someone they can relate to. If you've ever been forced to be somebody's powerful, more... I've never been forced to be a... I've never been a conquered people. But if you are a conquered people, yeah. then you're going to read the story and you're going to think, yeah, Samson. Yeah, He's suddenly going to be a much more positive figure. But Here's I don't what happens if you try to conquer, conquer us. We're going to stick it to you. You know, even if it takes us down, we'll stick it to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Let's be honest. I think it's sort of a revenge fantasy. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of... Kind of a sad note to end on, I think. Well, I don't think Sam... <laughs> you can't end on a positive note with the way that Samson ends. It's just, I'm going to do it. Like, unless you add something... Where's those funny end... foxes? Bring those back, <laughs> yeah. Samson! Wait, at the end of the text, after at the end of After This Happens to Samson, does do they say anything more about, like, any aftermath? Or do they just go, uh, uh, moving on now? Going to uh, another It's story? very moving on now. If you, I mean, okay. if you just, if you just, if you want me to read it, I'll read it for <laughs> no, you. No, no, I believe um, you. If you say it's moving on now, I believe you. They've left out stuff before already so his brothers and all his father's household came down and carried him up and buried him in the tomb of his father Manoah between Zorah and Eshtal I can't say Eshtal he had led Israel for 20 years 
And then it immediately cuts in 17 to a text of terror. There was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Makai. 17 is probably a late addition. It's actually an appendix. An appendix. There's two appendix to the book of Judges that are so kind of just tacked on to the end. They just threw it on. So it very probably. Much, it very much It reads ends. very much like a story that was just tacked on. So after he takes down the temple, they're just like, and here's a couple sentences of aftermath. Here's where he was buried, and here's uh, someone that was related to him. And, uh, yeah, his that's brothers it. came and buried him in his father's tomb. Yeah. See, before that, didn't hear anything about Samson having brothers. I bet they were like, why does he get the super strength? He's a dick. <laughs> like, he gave me noogies as a kid and pulled up my underwear, and I've been living a good life, and this guy gets the super strength? Damn it. Yeah, and I thought his mom was supposed to be infertile. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Well, maybe, I, okay, maybe maybe it was she had two kids, and then she became infertile. Why two kids? I guess brothers, at least it two said kids. brothers. Yeah, yeah so, so I assume at least two, two. Two brothers, down. yeah. Or maybe it was like a maybe it's also like a brothers in in the sense of like you know, well, well just his yeah, people. his yeah. people. Okay, his it could mean that. You're right. It could I'd also mean have that. to look it up in the Hebrew, and I don't want to do that right now. No, because honestly, Who cares? It, it doesn't matter. They they put it in as an afterthought. So. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly not meant to be like here. Something here, you answer, dwell on. Let me answer your questions here in the <laughs> epilogue. Any of those burning questions you had. <laughs> Nothing in there at the end about Delilah being a prostitute or yeah, not? Yeah, no, it doesn't clarify. Damn it. It doesn't say what exactly him moving the gate of the city did. <laughs> what those foxes have to do with anything. What? His wife's name. I'm okay with the foxes thing. I'll, I'll make up my own story for the foxes. That part I'm all right with. The foxes bother me to this day. <laughs> do they bother yeah, you I don't understand what, it, what the advantage of the foxes were above and beyond just I wanna, lighting things I wanna, on fire. I almost want to like go to other preachers now. And then just kind of very candidly and sheepishly ask them about this weird passage I read about Samson and the foxes and see what they come up with. Oh, I've got weird passages for you to read. See what people come up with is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, see what people say. What's your interpretation of the foxes? And see if someone, I feel like anyone who is confident about what happened is going to be bullshitting me. And anyone who kind of like was like us and they're like, here's what it could mean, but that's kind of weird. They're, you get it. Like, you know, this is weird. I think that we should, um, now that we're done with the Samson one, uh, I think that in the future, I would really like to do one on the judge Deborah when you're talking about her. That sounded like something I'd want to touch on. Deborah? Deborah sounds like she might be pretty interesting. Deborah's fun. There's less like, uh, what's, what, what, uh, there's less like, what the fuck? Content or? There's less WTF moments. Oh, like, like she had her shit together more. There was less like weird stuff. Yeah, it's actually a lot of men failing. And I know all the women listening are like, I want to hear about men failing. That's really what that story's (laughs) about. But they just did. Samson sucked. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you're right. They're like, (laughs) or maybe they're like, I don't need to hear more of men failing. Like that was a story. Yeah, the only thing that he did well was capture foxes, apparently. Yeah. You're like men failing, and what else is new? I only do two things as Samson. Capture foxes and kill Philistines. <laughs> and I'm, I'm all, all out of Philistines. No. Oh, damn it. I guess it could work either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's probably... I mean, the Philistines are gone. Yeah, so then you start catching foxes, getting ready for the next bout of Philistines. Yeah. Do you think that would make a good, like, uh, you're going to, like, pick up ladies? Because, like, then... like, foxy, foxy ladies... 
Yeah. Because Samson was so good. Like, you could call it, that would be like my player name. Dude, he's Samson. <laughs> the way he picks he up, boxes. up boxes. <laughs> he just rounds he's them up. He's a Samson, yeah. Yeah, this guy is this guy is so crazy. He just rounds up foxes like it's nothing and sets them on fire. I think we really we really failed by not just talking about that one paragraph for an hour. <laughs> you know what? I bet we talked about it longer than we thought. Uh, yeah, instead of talking about just Samson, I should have just talked about him and those foxes. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on Fox Facts. Fox Facts. Fox Facts 5. <laughs> Good. Yeah, It'll be should. five minutes of Fox Facts. Fox Facts. Fox Facts. Did you know when, they, they're, uh, when they're really excited? No, 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 no. You got to save it. You got to save it for the, for the Fox Facts. Five. Okay. It'll be five minutes of Fox Facts we'll do as a, like, a small interlude one day. It'll be like a nice little bonus. Yeah, people, bonus if you're still listening to this, you could have stopped already. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and call it. Uh, thank you for joining me, Deuteronomist. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much, Twister. And uh, we should definitely do another episode. There's plenty more. I hear there are lots of stories in this Bible. I think it's just Samson, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we can scrape up something else to I don't talk know where about. I would be able to, but I'll try. As long as they're as mostly as messed up as this one, then we will be uh, talking about it easily. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least stories that they only gave us a partial bit because they're like, uh, let's not talk about this over here. We gotta talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening and until next time, this has been Tweester. And this has been the Deuteronomist. You guys have a good one. <laughs>